That's not real. Love isn't just this random collection of hormones and chemicals in your brain that you can't control because it's all based on pheromones. Love is a choice. Yes. Lust is based on pheromones and what I'm looking at, but love is a choice. You may be one choice away from a thriving marriage. Welcome to the Operation Thriving Marriage Podcast with Brian and Jennifer Hartman. All right, so what's going on if you ever find people other than your spouse attractive? Is that a problem? Um, is that a daily occurrence? How does, how does that work out uh, for you who, who's listening out there? Fortunately, I'm married to you, sweetheart, so I don't ever have to worry about oh, this. Oh, so listen, there's no listen to that. Come on now, <laughs> because there are good looking people out there. We see them, I think, in a lot of ways on, on television and the movies. Ahead of that, if you are going to New York and you have waiters and, and waitresses there, these are the most attractive wait staff in the world because they're looking to break into uh, Broadway and, and television and the movies. Well, and even that, it's interesting, it's just as I think about that. This idea of what is attractive is interesting too, right? Sure. Um, we love going to museums. And so go take, a, take a, some time and go to your local art museum and look at the different cultures and look at who they chose to paint. Mm -hmm. And who was attractive or what characteristics were considered to be attractive in those different parts of the world and in different times in history. The reality is God makes beautiful things. Mm -hmm. God makes beautiful sunsets, beautiful flowers. God makes beautiful people. And it, it's normal. It's okay to see that, yes, there are people that are attractive, that they're um, good-looking people. And we all appreciate beautiful things, sunsets, other people, and so on. I think that's wired into us by God. And I think, honestly, that's part of the evidence of God. Mm -hmm. You know, there's... There's no evolutionary value to us seeing that sunsets are pretty. Sure. No, that art, you know. Flowers. Flowers. I mean, certainly, okay, you can make the argument that, you know, the pretty fruit. But then again, some of the prettiest fruit is the stuff that's going to kill you, too. So, so we stay away from yeah. that. So, yeah, there are things that are attractive and beautiful. And that's normal. But how does it affect your marriage? And what is that doing to help your marriage and what's going on there? And it comes really down to what you allow yourself to think about. And if you think about an attractive person in ways and start pursuing, well, what would it be like? Not just say, okay, that person is physically fit. Um, you need to control your thoughts because when you don't, that gets into some big problems. Uh, our last podcast, we referenced the book, um, When a Soulmate Says No, um, and we read an article. And again, we're not trying to ridicule. The, the woman was panned horribly on the internet. Don't do that to people. That's just mean. But one of the things that happened is she encountered this old flame at a dinner party. And then she started looking at his body and seeing how attractive he was. And then she started thinking about what, what it would be like to be with him instead of her husband with whom she'd been married 14 years. Mm -hmm. which, which is just terrible because, again, you're throwing away not just a marriage, but looks to me like a, a long-term investment in, in your spouse. This is 14 years in. And the children that were involved, 
And another thing that we've seen time and time again, and you see this, oh my gosh, um, particularly it seems like in Hollywood, right? Um, people who step out of their their marriage and have affairs. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, oh my gosh, I just can't resist. She's so hot. He's so wonderful. Um, he's just, they're just this amazing person and I can't resist how attractive they are. And it's this, they think it's considered an irresistible force. It's just this lust that's drawing them together. And it's somehow saying that that idea of that attraction and acting on that attraction is somehow better than being sexually self-controlled. Because I think that that's more of the attractive thing. It's like this person has desires, but they're able to keep that under control. That's attractive. But even, I mean, when you look at like film and stuff and the stories, I mean, this idea is presented as it's it's not even controllable. Though. I mean, mm-hmm. what do you expect from me? That person is just, whoa! Right. You know, I mean, you can't you can't really expect me to not look. And even this whole idea, you can look, but you can't touch. You know, it's That's just a poison song from the 80s. <laughs> side note. Um, it's just it's just leading into these thoughts and your thoughts turn into actions that turn into ruining your marriage and creating a lot of problems for yourself. And also you think in Hollywood, I mean, you've got these pretty people coming together and you think that that if it's all about attraction, well, then it's going to work. But because it's not, it can't. But there's always someone prettier, right? Mm-hmm. And always it, depen- gonna be. it depends on what you value as pretty, because right. if the 25 year old tight bodied person is the attractive person, it doesn't matter um, how fit you are. I mean. We look at actors and we see some actors that maintain their fitness level, but they're not the pretty person they were in their 20s and 30s when they're in their 40s and 50s. And now, depending on who you are, I mean, Harrison Ford has been considered like attractive forever, but I don't know that my 16-year-old daughter is going to look at him the same way she's going to look at Tom Holland. No doubt about it, but good on you, Callista Flockhart, who's married to Harrison Ford. Tip, tip our hats to you. Yeah. So, but this idea, it's, it's this controlling idea that um, you can't control your emotions. You can't mm-hmm. control who you love. And so I'm sorry, I just fell out of love and fell into love because if you can fall into love, then you can fall out of love. But that's, while that language is used and it's ubiquitous, that's not real. Love isn't just this random collection of hormones and chemicals in your brain that you can't control because it's all based on pheromones. Love is a choice. Yes. Lust is based on pheromones and what I'm looking at, but love is a choice. Yeah, and and I'd even say that with lust, it's more like I can't control attraction, but I can control what I do with that attraction. So I feel like with choosing love, love is commanded in the Bible. And we know that feelings can't be commanded because people can't be commanded. I need you to love or I need you to like your mother-in-law. Well, it's like I'm not necessarily going to have warm and fuzzies towards any individual just on command, but I can do things and take actions that are able to express love regardless of the feeling that I've got inside. Right. Jesus says um, in John 13, 34 and 35, 
I give you a new commandment, to love one another. Just as I have loved you, you also are to love one another. Everyone will know by this that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. So this love, it's not this feeling, because Jesus even says that we should pray for those who hurt us and pray mm -hmm. for our persecutors and love our enemy. Yes. You know? I can't feel attraction to someone I consider an enemy. It's just, I'm not going That's to. That's not happening. I, it's, mm -hmm. I mean, it, again, it's one of those movie things. Oh my gosh, two people fighting, then they realize that they're both hot, and then it becomes some crazy romp in the sheets, which again, is not real. It's mm -hmm. fake. It's a movie. You don't love, and even that, that's not, that's not a real emotion. That's just hormones responding to chemicals and it's like entertainment that. writing. I mean, we're entertained by that kind of a storyline. And some of that is it's because it's fake. Because it's fake. Um, it's, it's exciting to watch because it's not real. Right. You know, real things um, are better, mm -hmm. but you sometimes you can make up some really good stories. And when we find someone attractive, it's okay but we can't, oh my gosh, that's love. It's not. Mm -hmm. And we need to know that love is a choice and we need to choose to love our spouses. And it's yes. a daily choice. And it's sometimes, sometimes it has to be, you wake, I'm going to today choose this. It has to be this conscious thing. Sometimes and God willing, this is going to happen to you as you build your thriving marriage it's become such a habit that you don't need to think about it anymore. Yes. And habits are the result of choices. Choices that have happened over and over again that are repeated that now become natural instinct. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a pattern that's established and it becomes a habit. And I've heard that if you're doing something every day for 21 days, that's helping you form that habit where it's more of like life is lacking or there's something missing without it. Right. And there's many things. I mean, driving home from work. Most people drive home the same route every day. Mm -hmm. And I know I've been this way. I've been all up in my head about something and didn't eat. I show up at the driveway. It's like, I don't remember getting off the freeway. I don't remember doing this. Clearly, I did it because I'm no longer in one place. I'm in this place now. And clearly, I did it safely because I'm home, not in a ditch on the side of the road. Yes. But it's just that those repeated choices become habits, become a lifestyle. And that's what love is, that choice and getting oh, up every, every yeah. morning. You choose that lifestyle of love with your spouse. Yeah. Um, so that's the first thing to deal with finding other people attractive. That's okay. But you choose and make that lifestyle of love, mm -hmm. that choice every day of, I love you. And that's why Brian has no problem with me working out with George just about every day. Okay, George, George is very attractive, and you know a lot of people out there find him very attractive. But Brian's there are videos the only guy of his butt. There are guys vid there's videos, but because this is George Michael. Yes, George Jenna's Michael. And she plays his videos on her phone as she's working out, and she works out with him. Every day. And it's cool when Aretha Franklin joins for him for a duet and we're working out with Aretha too. <laughs> so I need some R-E-S-P-E-C-T here. So, And we're moving on. <laughs> so love is a choice. But the other thing is you need to take every thought captive. Yes. And that's 2 Corinthians 10, 5, the second half of that verse. We take every thought captive to make it obey Christ. Mm-hmm. 
again, the story we talked about earlier in the podcast about the woman who saw the old flame across the table and started thinking about how attractive he was, that could have stopped instantly by choosing, yes, I've seen him. I remember him. He's attractive, but I'm not going to start thinking about what that attraction means. Or where I could take that. It's just, I I think she could have just left it at, I I knew this guy from back in the day, whether, you know, he he was somebody that was kind of in her orbit, whether they had had some sort of a relationship together short term. I'm just going to stop this right here. It's just that, you know, he's, he's here at the party. He's an attractive guy and we're done. She wouldn't have gotten turned on if she was thinking about the soup instead of his chest, unless I guess it was really good soup, but I've never been turned on by soup. Oh, dear. <laughs> I mean, it's just what you think about affects how you feel and affects what you do. And if she had stopped thinking about her attraction to him, then that could have ended right then and there. And I don't know why why she decided to take it further, but it must have been she was very unhappy in her life or she was just using this as an escapism from maybe some hard things that were happening at, at that point in time. But whatever happened, somehow her heart was uh, very vulnerable and you know she, she didn't have those appropriate safeguards up. And that's important as well. When taking every thought captive, um, it really comes down to thinking about the positive of your spouse. Um, when we do... Um, mediations um, with couples where we sit down all day to help them work through issues. Mm-hmm. One of the things we have them do before they get there is write letters to each other. And we talk about how yes. they met. We, talk, we have them talk about, and they read that letter to each other during the mediation. And it's beautiful. It's beautiful. And one of the things they're able to see is all the good things in their marriage mm-hmm. because no one's marriage is a hundred percent bad. It feels that way when you're in crisis, because that's where your brain is focused. Truth. And we're conditioned to that because in a lot of ways, that's the, those are the thoughts that keep us safe. You know, we look for the things that are going to hurt us when we're driving down the road, not all the people doing the normal safe things. Mm-hmm. Um, but we need to break that habit. And my dad, when I was little, used to sing this song. and It was accentuate the positive, eliminate the negative. And I don't know who really, who originated that song. Jazz hands. Jazz hands. Yes. You know, I'm thinking of Dick Van Dyke right now singing and dancing because that just seems like something he would do. But if we think about the negative that in our spouse, if we think about the negative around us, that's going to make us feel bad. That's been scientifically proven. Social science has seen the more you think about the negative, it, you feel bad. Your yes. emotions follow your thoughts. And so what are you thinking about at that point? And what are you thinking about your spouse? I don't know what um, she was thinking about her spouse and I don't want to get into her psychology, but I do know that for you, if you accentuate the positive in your spouse, if you accentuate the positive in your marriage, then that attraction is going to be less attractive Mm -hmm. and you're going to be able to have a stronger relationship with your spouse because you're going to remember all the positive things. And that's what you want it to be. You want it to be people in real life, you know, again, people teasing me about, you know, George Michael, Elvis Presley, all of these fantastic, famous guys with great voices who have passed away. And um, I, I just think that it's important for us to have these guards on our hearts, 
taking every thought captive to make it obey Christ, as stated in 2 Corinthians 10.5, so that we're, we're able um, to deal with relating with others in an appropriate way. Because it's like, yeah, you know, this, this person is a human being who's designed in God's image, but that their role is not to be my spouse or for me to, to be with them in a romantic relationship because I've got my spouse and I need to make sure that I continue to cultivate that relationship in a positive way as, as Brian, you, you're cultivating our relationship in a positive way because we can turn on the TV and see pretty people in TV shows and, and on the movies when in the movies, whenever we want to. And then when, when we're encountering folks like that in real life, I, I would want God's best for them, but it's not within a romantic relationship with me or you because you and I are a couple together. Right. And one of the things, it's, it's cliche because it's true. Um, gratitude. Mm -hmm. Be grateful for your spouse and express that gratitude. And I am. And one of the stories I, I love to tell, it, it's just because it made me feel so good. And it was to a great extent for Jen, this was just a throwaway comment. I don't throw away my <laughs> comments about you. But th this wasn't something that's like, it was not strategic. There was, um, I was, Jen was um, downstairs watching television and she had put some cookies or brownies or something in the oven. It would have been cookies. It, so these cookies are in the oven and I was upstairs doing something, whatever it was. I was in the kitchen and the timer went off. And so timer went off. I opened the oven. Yep, cookies are done. I pulled them out of the oven and I turned the timer off. And then I'm walking by and Jen calls up from downstairs. Hey, Brian, can you take the cookies? I heard the timer. Can you take the cookies out of the oven? And I said, I already did that. Instantaneously from downstairs, I hear my hero. Woo! Man, all of a sudden, get me my cape. I was 10 feet tall and bulletproof because I'm my wife's hero. Well, you were cookies or otherwise, <laughs> but yeah, it's like he saved the cookies from not getting burned. Woo! And so her expressing that gratitude of her husband who doesn't have to be asked to just take care of something that he's the closest to take care of, that made her accentuate the positive in our relationship. Mm -hmm. Her expressing that gratitude made me feel amazing and accentuated the positive in our relationship. And those little actions are the things that help you avoid the trap of attraction. Sure. And I I think that marriage in marriage, friendships, otherwise, it, it it's not always the big things, although you have to be there and you got to show up for the big things, positive and negative. It's those million little things that that happen that that build that lifestyle of love together. Absolutely. Feelings of attraction can crop up from time to time. You know, recognizing that and seeing that isn't sinful. It's what nope. you do with these thoughts mm -hmm. that can be sinful. It all starts in your head. You have to choose to love your spouse every day. You have to choose not to allow yourself to think thoughts that might lead you away from your spouse. You must constantly focus on the positive aspects of your spouse. If you take those thoughts captive, choose love, and accentuate that positive relationship, it's going to make a huge difference in your marriage. Hey, thanks for listening, guys. We really appreciate you.
Jen and I started Operation Thriving Marriage to help couples and churches take marriages from merely surviving to thriving. We've got our book, we've got a blog and resources for our coaching ministry, and you can bring us out for an Operation Thriving Marriage experience. For more information, go to OperationThrivingMarriage.com. That's OperationThrivingMarriage.com.